And it's Dan and James talking about the Villa games. games. Hi there, everybody, and welcome back to the AVFC Faithful Podcast. You are joined, as always, by Dan and James talking about the Villa games. And this week, we are running through what feels like a very foreign object at the moment, and it is a loss without a goal scored, James. Very strange, isn't it? Um, I didn't, I didn't see us not scoring, so. But it was a, it was an interesting game to learn from, and frustrating in the way that we lost it. But you know, move on, and you got to pick yourselves back up. Yeah, it's a weird system, isn't it? When you lose so infrequently now, that it kind of doesn't hurt as much. It's really strange. You think it would hurt more, but it's quite, an, it's quite an exciting little position we're in at the moment. I mean. Obviously, we'll go into the game in depth, but if you'd have told me beforehand that we lose that 2-0 without saying that there was a clear-cut chance that we've missed, so to say, I'd have thought you were just having me on and we were looking at Villa from, well, just over a year ago now. But it was a strange game, wasn't it? Because, I mean, we didn't really get a chance to see how we'd set up because by the time the game settled into its first phase, we conceded straight from... Uh, a great move down our right-hand side, uh, their left, I thought, really well worked. They got it behind twice, behind Cash, um, with that exact same move. Um, and I think you might have tweeted out. I, I think my tweets go all weird because I don't look on my phone during the game for fear of being behind. Um, and I think you tweeted out about how he was given so much time to pick out his place uh, for the finish. Fantastic finish, by the way. Like, yeah, it was. But... He had the opportunity of putting it there because he was given that whole area to himself. So, um, a frustrating style, wasn't it? It was. And as I say, it was quite uncharacteristic from us, really. I mean, you can't lose focus, like, especially right at the start of a game, because we, we spoke about this kind of with uh, John McKenzie towards the end of last season about how game states affect the rest of the game. And it was sort of like how we did against Wolves away last season because. If you let a goal in that early, it changes completely the plan of both sides and you're playing into their hands more. And I was thinking about this earlier, that like at the moment, the way we set up is going to play to our strength, but also a lot of other teams' strength that's got, that are going to come up against us because they yeah. want to sit in and hit us on the break. And, you know, Forest are good, to be fair. You, you know, we can't... We always say this about when, when we play well and it's always like what the other team did badly. And we, we've got to say that Forest did well with what they set out to do. And, you know, there were poor goals to concede from our point of view, but they deserved them through their endeavour and, and how they worked the ball forwards. So, but yeah, it was just uncharacteristic from us quite a lot. I mean, it was really frustrating for me because Dougie's such a, a good player and he's nearly, yeah. pretty much always on it. I thought he needed to, to get out to the ball quicker when that when that ball rolls out to Ina. Um But he, he just sort of, it was on his, he was on his heels more than anything. And, you know, as I said, when that goal goes in, it changes everything completely. But other than that, I thought we then grew into dictating the play after that. Um, but as you said, there wasn't anything that was massively clear cut. We had some good chances still. We got into some good areas. But, yeah, the end product wasn't there. The decision-making was really panicky. Um, I think it's because they knew what was at stake if you, if you win and you go third. And it's like... Opportunity missed, but also the hard work that we've put in up to now has kept us fifth. And, you know, if we win win on Thursday, win on Sunday, it feels a lot better again. So that's yeah. what we've got to strive for now before the break. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're in a great position in the league table since where 
um, we were able to lose that game and not really lose position at all. I mean, we lose a, a three-point jump on Newcastle um, and four-point, uh, well, an extra point, two points above um, United. But at the same time, you know, Liverpool didn't slip away because obviously they slipped up against Lewin. Um, Arsenal losing as well kept us within. So if there was ever a game, I mean, a lot of people will say this, it will it is an opportunity missed. Let's not be silly. It is. You know, if you put this down as one of the games, you put it down as a winnable game. It, clearly, it didn't turn out that way. But it's one of those games where I think if you look back across the whole season, if you finish sixth or lower, then you're probably thinking, oh, well, that's exactly where we didn't finish top five. But if you're finishing top five, you don't you don't think about this game at all. And um, oh, we make a lot of jokes on here, obviously. Um, realistically, we're not actually in a title race. It's, it's just funny to say, because technically we are because we're appointing, but we're not actually aiming for the title. Um, but it, I, I, if I was going to talk about that game, I think, because I don't want to get into the system where we're all sat here going like, oh, this player was terrible and this player was bad and, and this was wrong and this was set right. The only thing that I could see that was a real problem for us was we didn't have the effectiveness of fullbacks. I think um, they were involved a lot, but they weren't involved a lot how they usually are. Um, a lot of chat was about um, Matty Cash. Obviously, um, I made the comment that it it seemed every time he took the touch, it had to go back. Like he, if if I'm Matty Cash now, he takes every touch with his right foot coming onto his right foot, side foot back in, which is automatically quite an easy. It's very easy to defend, isn't it? Because you're going away from goal every time. That is never yeah. going forwards. Um, Luca Dini as well was so involved, but. It was so you tweeted out the perfect video. It's where Pau Torres plays in back like the most perfect ball in behind Forest back four. Dini gets it right to the byline and then just hooks it way over everyone and outside of the penalty box. And that really did signify the whole game, didn't it? It was uh it was a game, it was uncharacteristic. I mean, uncharacteristic from uh Emmy with the with the second goal. I mean that's just so unlike him to make a mistake really like that. Strength, wasn't it? Like, when, I don't know why you're doing that hand. So we, the, the guys I was watching it with, we seem to think that he always gets too good of a contact on it. Like, yeah, he saved it too well and got too much of a palm and the sort of the, the base of the hand here on it where that's what's caused the spin. Whereas if he's got, if he's hit that too hard, that's going up and it's going to take longer to come back down. Or if he hits it soft, that's not spinning back in. It's, it's just... Ugh. I mean, look, you can sit here and go, why is he going for a save like that? You know, um, everyone's making the comments they do. Keepers make mistakes. He makes vastly less mistakes than most keepers in world football, from what I know and from what I see. Um, no doubt in his quality, I'm allowed, I think we can allow him one mistake. I mean, he can make a mistake every game from now until the end of the season. I'll still love him. So, um, yeah. It's a, it's a shame, but that's not what lost us the game. What lost us the game was just... It's it's annoying, isn't it? Because it's one of those games where we can't look back and say we played bad. We just... It was... See, toothless is the wrong way to describe it as well, because it wasn't like we lacked threat. It was just we lacked conviction in the threat. We we bit we, down, but we had no teeth almost. We we weren't ruthless. And this is this is yeah. like, again, going back to when we spoke to John McKenzie and how, how you talk about your lucky lucky side of the game when you look at the data and the underlying numbers and how you you cash your XG in at different times of the season. Look at the Brighton game. Yeah. We were really ruthless, you know, put everything away pretty much. Whereas yesterday, whether it was the finishing or whether it was just the final pass, 
wasn't there. And that that's just sometimes what happens. Um, you know, we're, we're not Man City. That, even they don't even win every game. So these these are going to happen. And especially Forest at home, you you know, you can't you can't avoid that record that they've got. They beat some good teams at home last season as well. It's it's not going to change this season. They've got it in their locker to, to do that to a team. And, you know, fair play to Steve Cooper. He's, I think he's a really underrated coach and he's got a, a good future ahead of him. And I think they've got quite a nice little team, um, considering it was literally thrown together and he's sort of piecing it together to, to be a really effective unit now. You know, that there isn't that much of a shame in losing to it when when you think about it, but in what we want to achieve this season, it is a missed opportunity. It wasn't good yeah. enough, but yeah, uh, it's for me, like it's always interesting after, after a loss now that I think it's so few, few and far between that we lose at the moment that it seems so exacerbated on, on social media that, you know, it seems like every time we lose it's that's the worst I've seen us play. And it's like, Surely you've got to remember, like just over a year ago with Gerard, yeah. that was that was the worst I've seen us play in a long time, and and that's something I tweeted last season at the City Ground. We were terrible and came away with a point. Yeah, this season we were we were the better side on the ball, and we still created opportunities, but we come away with nothing. And that's just how football is. Sometimes you got to take chances, and you you can't make mistakes. So that is what it is. But it, it was a good game for information as Emery always says and how we're, we're going to try and evolve as we go on and I agree with you that the fullbacks was a bit of a weakness and you know I don't I, we, we always hate the scapegoating uh, around the fan base so my, my point of view is that these aren't bad fullbacks but if you want to up, go up a level the fullbacks are so important to a team I think Moreno is good enough Dean I think he's, he's had a really good hot streak and he is a good player but I think he does need that extra bit of space to be able to perform mm. that well. Yeah. Moreno's got that he's got better feet, you know, he can he can do well in the tight areas and then Cash for me, if you want to use him, it's he's got you've got to get him in the box, not not getting the ball into the box himself. Yeah. So that's somewhere I think we'll we'll address over the next two windows and it's not easy to obviously do all at once. So and there's other areas of the squad that I think you could do with filling out maybe or improving and you know. It is a project, so I think we're ahead of schedule. If if we finish around this area, you know, and, and go deep into the European Cup as well, that'd be really good for us. Yeah, it, I mean, we're we're not even a full year into this process yet. We're we're still arguably a transition squad. This isn't the final project at all. This isn't his ideal squad. Um, we can throw up the the whole injury crisis again. I mean, at the end of the day, he is he is missing two, maybe three main stars of his own squad. Either way, the, what we're doing at the moment is is nothing short of incredible. It's something that we sort of need to just come to an acceptance of that it's probably not as bad as we think it is. It's just the idea that, like you said, it happens so few and far between that it becomes so much more like catastrophized almost. Um, uh, we 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 touched upon it, Forest had like wow i mean i don't think their job was to score the exact two goals they did but they did um but their job as soon as they went one nil up they knew they identified as a weakness i mean i think it's is it all three of our losses this season we've conceded that uh, we've conceded within the first five minutes or something. Yeah. so I, I mean they identify the weaknesses that if you come out straight at us you know we we do settle into games we know that there's been some games where we've settled in quite late 60 minutes in we've, we've chatted about it on here saying we need to start quicker um, but they were just on it. They the, the smooth passing, 
that ground is bouncing to be fair when it gets going um it's a but they they were so good at just closing off the options and where they had the the two center halves that Luton didn't we couldn't even play in the balls that we were against Luton like like the the ball we played behind for Diaby against Luton that was not an available option not through a fault of Diaby or for a fault of Pau Torres or Ezra Conza it's just a fault of the fact that they defended those spaces really well and We've got to learn, like you said, it's information. We've got to learn how to adapt against teams like that. We, there will be other squads that we come up against, you know, that that hold us back in weird areas and and play for that. And yeah, it's a it's a strange one when you come away less angry than you are just interested. And I'm always interested to see how how they take that loss and how that reaction is. Um, but they need these next two these next two fixtures, both being at home, is going to be so important. I think for both of them. Obviously, we'll chat about both games um, coming up. Obviously, we've got uh, Outmar at home on Thursday and then uh, Fulham at home on Sunday, 2 o'clock kickoff, because that's when we play football, guys. <laughs> Don't make plans on Thursday at 2 o'clock. Um, <laughs> but it, those are important games, aren't they? They're at home. They're against opposition that, I mean, Outmar arguably are probably the strongest opponents in our in our group, but... You still see that as a game you would expect to to win, especially at home. Um, it's a chance for them to get the confidence still sky high, especially for the international break, isn't it? It is. And, you know, it's a really strange game when you've got the returning leg um, after you've put in such a good performance, obviously, away at Altmar. I think, you know, there's almost an expectance that it's going to be more of the same. But, you know, Altmar will come away from that knowing that they need to play different. And we know that they'll be wanting to play different. So it's how, how you try and like navigate that because you don't 100% know what they'll do then. And they, they will probably sit back a little bit more. But then, you know, at Villa Park, we tend to find a way, um, one way or another, even if it's in the long 94th minute or something. But uh, three points would be really big, uh, the same as on, on Sunday again, which really like good. I don't get to see the game on Sunday. I'll be driving back from, back from Blackpool, so... I'll probably have it on the radio, and which I hate listening on the radio. It makes me more tense than anything. Yeah, I hate not being able to see it because everything sounds worse. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, the first, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm um, I'm going to the Altmar game, so that'll be interesting. Um, I don't know what he'll start with, but I imagine it'll be a pretty strong team again. Um, yeah, I think I'd I'd like to see Zaniolo play on the right. Um, I, I'd like to switch it between him and McGinn. Because I think McGinn's shown he can operate on the left, whereas I think Zaniolo could do with being on that right side. In his actual, so, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how we how we go with it. But I think we will manage a win one or one or two nil. I'm back to the lower scores now. You know, been been humbled a little bit. Let's go back <laughs> to the one two nil. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those games where it, it's strange, isn't it? Because obviously we're so used to playing in the Premier League, where you've got like six well, five six months between match days that you come up against someone that you played three weeks ago and you're like oh the, i mean it's fresh in the memory of how uh, it's a catch too. two we know how they're going to probably play but they know exactly what we're going to do in order to fight against it so i mean we're a different we're a different beast at home aren't we we play different the systems just operate a bit differently it's, it's a it's an attitude to the pitch as well um i do think that we will probably see a strong lineup for the idea that if there was to be again, we we chatted about this, I think, before the Outmar game, uh, before Luton, if they were going to weaken it, you'd weaken it at home against Fulham rather than 
drop points. I mean, we we leave this this little stint of a, of the Europa Conference League again with nine points out of twelve. Then, I mean, that's pretty ideal considering that's that's track for for finishing top, probably considering the way the group's going. So it'll be very interesting. Um, I would like to see. I, I think this will be the game where we probably see Moreno come on. At the seventieth, eightieth minute, um, I think. I think if we were winning on Sunday, three nil, I think you'd have seen him in the ninetieth minute. Yeah. I think that's the type of that you see him pop on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've got, I've got, I'm not like relaxed about it, but it's definitely got a bit more of a comfortable feel winning away against them. I, I do see it probably being two nil. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just. I think the problem is, is we're so focused on on getting the points while we've got them, is that we're forgetting. It's sort of like the idea of you're forgetting that we haven't actually got as much to rotate with as as we thought. Um, I mean, I guess you could, you know, say obviously you've got Traore, um, Tielemans. Yeah. Uh, I think Tim came back. Luton, he was back on the bench, um, but he's just not like the the simple answer is he's just not going to weaken the squad, and they don't seem to be complaining about playing it and. It's not a lot of travel miles, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know you definitely are looking forward to it. Um, so uh, as a result of that, obviously, there won't be a uh, post-match podcast for that because I don't think I'm going to force James to drive back from Villa Park and then get on at 10 o'clock at night to describe for me exactly what he... Not saying he wouldn't, but let the man play football manager 24, why don't we? Like, come on. He's gonna <laughs> yeah, come I need to do this. Like, oh, here's what I'm going to do with Zaniolo, exactly what Emery did, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be I'll be straight on it after this. I'll have uh, <laughs> the Spurs Chelsea game on, on my phone and football manager on when I turn into to Unai Emery. <laughs> <laughs> no, no need to uh, pick up any tactics from Anger Tool, is there? Or, or Potch? You'll have... <laughs> beyond me, that is. Yeah, that's, that's... but yeah, it was. It, it's a. It's still like really nice listening to that European music, you know, at Villa Park, and it's like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope, it, I hope it's a good atmosphere, but I know what like a, a nighttime game in midweek can be like. Um, it depends. It does depend on the performance. Still, you know, if we start really well, you can get the crowd going. And but I think there's always like a, an understanding now of of the interest inside of the Villa team to just watch at times. So yeah, I I will stick with a, a one or two, and I'd like to see Watkins get on on the score sheet again, um, and the same on Sunday as well. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, touching upon Sunday, um, Fulham again. They're not, um, they're not a bad team, but again, they're a team you'll be looking at a comfortable result against a, a comfortable performance and result against them at home. Um, I think they were unlucky against United, but then again, you saw a weakness in the fact that they just basically gave the ball to, <laughs> to United as many times as they could in order to let them score. Shows the fact that they're probably not as strong as a team as they were at the start of last season, for example. So, um. Again, there you're probably looking at you know a strong, decent performance, probably a bit like Luton, where it sort of dies out towards the last half hour because it's it's, it's going quite smoothly. It doesn't mean I underestimate Fulham at all, by the way. It just means that I think that again we're at home and yeah. a response is needed in the league, and three points is so necessary before to just ensure we've got that gap still. You want to go yeah. into the international break with that gap intact. So um, I, I think I, I'd, I'd say two 0 for both really, and. Um, and a, a week where we sort of look back and go, well, it's you could call it a success still. It's an important week because <clears throat> depending on the 
the outcome of the uh, Legia Warsaw and Drinsky game, um, maybe we go three points clear, maybe or, yeah. or, or two points clear or something. Um, we'll see. So it could be important, you know, putting a bit of bit of daylight between us and another team in the group, and then you know, getting back to winning ways in the league and, and keeping up that fight for top four, five, six. You know, I'm still saying that you know, for me, top top six or seven anywhere in that area and going deep into a cup or, or two still it would be a really successful season because you know adding in adding in extra competitions this year it, it does take its toll and if you can still maintain league form as well as doing well in a cup then you know I mean at the end of the day we could probably finish eighth and win the conference league and I'd still be really buzzing even yeah. tenth you know what I mean silverware is just so big you know I understand the the viewpoint of how big Champions League would be, and it's almost as good as a trophy. But you know, football's about remembering like great memories and moments. Yeah, yeah. You can't say that winning a trophy isn't better than getting top four or five. You know, it, it's it's just it's what football's about, isn't it? So yeah. we'll we'll see come come May if, if that's what if that's what happens. But you know, we're on the right trajectory. So that's the main thing. Definitely, it's not a week for um, for overreactions at all, and you know, but for, for calling anyone out or uh, you know, saying that certain people should be uh, should have their loans terminated and not start anymore, or you know, to 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 bin certain people off. I mean, I know we've got to have that reaction because we're Villa, but um, it makes for an interesting uh, Twitter read uh, while you're on the yeah. Twitter to see the amount of people that uh, are determined to drive. Uh, Zaniolo back. Um, someone put out a tweet before the game. They're like, "Oh, if if um if Zaniolo is the answer, what's the question?" And uh, Billy, um, who's obviously a big friend of the pod, um, really helpful for especially for um allowing us to you know go to Villa Park and stuff. Um, he was uh, he just put uh who's Villa's next scapegoat? Uh, which pretty much encapsulates it perfectly because we got to have someone, aren't we? So, um. Yeah, I, I think I don't want to say he scores this week because <laughs> I keep saying he's got. So I'm going to say he doesn't score this week. Um, so you know you're welcome. Back to hat trick. Yeah, <laughs> on Thursday. He's going to score an overhead kick on Thursday, are you? His his first goal is either going to be the worst goal ever or the best goal ever. Um, yeah, that's so true. It really the only is. Way it can be done. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's such an important week because it's going to be an eye-opening week to remember where we actually are, as well. Um, I mean, at the end of the week, we could still be we could still be in top four, arguably. Um, but you know, worst comes to worst, we're still fifth. Um, and then we could also be top of a European group stage competition. Uh, yeah, European group stage competition. So realistically, if you said that to us a year ago, we're like, yeah, all right, keep dreaming. Yeah. But here we are. So. Um, it's a realism check, but it is one that we should all be happy with. I think. Yeah, it, it, it was always going to come. You know, as I said, we're we're not going to win them all, and it's just part of the process, part of the evolution. We're still doing really. I say it's not. I don't align with the views that we didn't play well. I, we didn't play good enough, but I don't think we played badly. We just yeah. We just didn't have didn't have quite enough to to even score yesterday, which was the most frustrating thing really, because we are you know the league's entertainers this season so yeah. it's a shame but you know we move on as I say and you've got to pick back up at home on, on Sunday in the league definitely well on to Thursday three points in the conference league and three points on Sunday and uh, rounds out an actually quite happy week I think so uh, 
you know, to everyone, including James, going on Thursday. Enjoy it. Uh, bring us back three points and a, and a hefty performance. I'll be watching from uh, the comforts of Le Chateau. And uh, Sunday, of course, to everyone else, go out to Villa Park, make it loud, make it proud. And uh, and the, the three points there will just make it so much more comfortable for us. So, again, if you uh, enjoyed watching this week's episode, make sure you hit the like like button, the subscribe button. And, uh, well, what should we do this week, James? Um, tickle Correct. the bell? Caress the yeah. bell. We go for Cress. No, no, Cress is the one we're going for. So Cress the bell uh, so you never miss another upload from the boys. Of course, um, we've got some great episodes coming up in the coming few weeks. Things to keep your eyes open for. So uh, you're you're going to want to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And uh, check the description as well. Follow us all on Twitter. Uh, both me, James, uh, Faithful himself and the podcast account will all be linked down below. And uh, yeah, until next time, up the villa. Up the villa. <laughs>